If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to follow the show on Twitter? Follow the show at Strict Anonymous for me at Cartoon Therapy. Um, I keep forgetting to talk about this Reddit page that two of my um, callers set up. There's a Reddit page if you want to go talk about, you know, the episodes. Uh, it's called. It's on Reddit and it's Let's Talk S A Podcast. Okay, I think like you just go to Reddit and then Google Let's Talk S A Podcast. Uh, and you could get in on a conversation. I'm also setting up a website. I've had the URL forever. And I just so I have a guy fixing it, so that'll be up and running. And there'll be a link actually to the Reddit place, so it'll be easy to find. <laughs> um, what else? If you want to be on my show, I'm always looking for people to call in. Nowadays, I just get so many people writing in. I don't have to really go looking for people, which is great for me. Um, I this is a call in advice show where I talk to strangers about all kinds of things just look through the titles I mean it looks like it's like a total dirty sex show but it's it's really not I actually like to help people and give people advice so if you have a problem and you need advice no matter how mundane it is I would talk to you I like doing stuff like that um send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or if like you have a, a interesting lifestyle that you live lead <laughs> and nobody knows about it you know i always love those topics as well so write in and i'll have you on the show um i have on a girl who wrote in her name is hannah and you know her email was a little was interesting to me and i you know it's funny because she wrote in because she had listened to a podcast of another person uh and a, a young girl who was an alcoholic or thought she was an alcoholic maybe and she was like oh i could totally relate to this person and then she just like threw in this thing like oh i work for a happy ending business at some point and I was like you know and what wound up happening is when we got on the phone together and I started to ask her questions the whole podcast became about this whole happy ending business aspect of her life because it was fascinating to me and I really wanted to know about that kind of stuff <laughs> um, and it turns out I mean I personally think you know because she says she compartmentalizes this in her mind and I think she compartmentalizes it you know in a title that isn't necessarily true like to say that she worked in a happy ending business I don't know if that's really accurate because it wasn't like she just gave hand jobs for a living she did a whole lot more and that's what you know came out while we spoke and that's what confused me like afterwards because I'm just like oh she said a happy ending business but not really and maybe it's a whorehouse I don't know what you call those places where guys go to get like sort of you know extra stuff for money <laughs> I don't know what you call it 
But uh, she calls it a happy ending business. I don't know what to call it, but it's a whole lot more than that because she did do a whole lot more than that. And that all came out. And she did all this when she had a boyfriend, which was very interesting. She also thinks she has an alcohol problem. And we touch on that at the end. And I felt really bad actually when I was editing it and listened to it again because like the poor girl, I think, called in for that. And I didn't even get a chance to really speak to her about that for that long because the other stuff was so interesting. So maybe I'll have her back on. Um, but for now it's, you know, a whole lot of information about the happy ending quote unquote business that she she worked on and what she did and how her boyfriend didn't know about it and how she kept that a secret and what went down at this place. It's really interesting. So, um, I'm going to be right back on with Hannah. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Hannah. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So, Hannah, you stumbled upon my podcast, right? And you were like, you sent me an email recently saying that you had listened to one of the drunk girls that I had on. Was it like Julie? I had like a couple girls. Like, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting it to Julie. me. It was Julie? There's another that. one you should listen to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I probably listened to that one, too. Okay, yeah. How old are you, by the way? Because I don't even know. I'm 25. You... Oh, okay, 25. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, like, I, this is how I do, like, scientific studies. I talk, like, two, to two people who are 25, and they claim to be, like, drunk girls. And then I decide that, like, wow, there's so many drunk 25-year-olds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> addicts. <laughs> we're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe that's a trend. Winter. I wonder if that's, like, a thing now. And if it was, like, if it's more now than it was before. But you said in your email, and I'll just give, like, the quick intro, and then you could get into more details but like you said in your email to me that you could totally like relate to her like blacking out and all that kind of stuff so probably you might have not probably but maybe you have an issue with alcohol I don't know we'll have to talk about it and also you said something interesting and I was like uh, I wonder what this is all about but like you said that you also got into like a quote-unquote happy ending business that you kept from your boyfriend who you dated for like four years and he eventually found out like recently and you recently broke up with him too but but he did find out recently but that was something that you kept on the down low so like I don't know where we're gonna start right that's all true right (laughs) that's all true um Yeah, so we had we actually just broke up this past Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but prior to that, we had been together for four years, and I had actually started with the this you know happy ending company or whatever you want to call it um, right after we had started dating. So, but wait, let me ask you this because I was confused, but I was like, don't tell me anything because I just want to do this on tape. Like, you know what I mean? Like what I'm talking right. to you. I don't really like to know that much. But like right. when you said you got involved in a happy ending business, I was thinking, oh, maybe you started one yourself. Is what you're saying is that you just like joined, signed up for one, like to be like oh. a happy ending girl with a business that was already out there? Right, right. Yeah. I, I, no, I didn't start anything. I just <laughs> entered just, into it. <laughs> interesting. So you were like, kind because it's not like a hooker, but you really like signed up to make so like was it a way to get money for you like how come like you got like how what was the thought process behind you getting involved in that whole thing yeah so actually for me 
it did come down to it being over financial reasons. Um, but I had heard about it through a roommate like two years prior when, you know, I hadn't met my boyfriend, I was doing fine financially and I was living with this roommate and she had told me about it. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. I don't really understand or get it, but okay. And then I just kind of put it on the back burner. Was your girl, was your roommate one of that? Like she did it and that's, or did she have just heard about it? Yeah. So she had said that she did it, but then when I brought it up to them, they couldn't even understand who I was talking about and she didn't even really seem like she looked like one of the girls that would work there so I'm not even really sure about that what does that mean what did the girls look like that work there like she I mean wasn't, she wasn't she, hot enough she was she, too hot like what was the what do you mean yeah her her yeah she just wasn't what they really were looking for I mean as far as her body um and face kind of listen nobody I mean, knows she, who you are fine, so just get but... cut to the chase like she was like busted and they yeah, liked she's, hot girls yeah, she's a little busted, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you remember so two years goes by right you had met your boyfriend already and like you were like in finance like you're having some financial difficulties and all of a sudden you thought of that place that that your friend had told you about right so it had kind of popped up to me um you know i was gonna go back to school and um I had have had a little bit of issues money wise and so I ended up emailing them and how contact- you know, she told you their name and all the, like she got mm-hmm. specific with you yeah she showed me the website and everything and I had remembered it mm-hmm. um and so- did you ask a lot of questions back then like did you know what the deal was like oh that you're just like jerking off these guys or like and how much you made and stuff or did you get so- those details when you called <laughs> I actually didn't even know that they jerked them off, but I just, because she showed me the website and it was like, oh, it's a private viewing, like it's a strip tease, you know, kind of thing. And so I was like, okay, so do you like go to their house or like what's going on? They're like, and she was like, no, they all just come to you and you're at one location. Oh, so you were like signing up to be like kind of like a private stripper. Really, initially. So when she had told you, it wasn't like, oh, listen, this is, I do happy endings on the side and this is the website. She said, I do like private stripping and this is the website. Yeah, I didn't even know any of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's when when you decided to get involved in something, you thought, oh, I'm going to go just take my clothes off in front of strange men. (laughs) Yeah, dance around, you know. Yeah, 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 dance around. Had you ever done any kind of like stripping in strip clubs or anything like that before? Or was this going to be your first time to do something like this? It would have been my first time, but I did kind of look into stripping, like, you know, before I had gone this avenue, but I had never, you know, made that jump. Okay. So you looked into that though, as well, yeah. before mm-hmm. you made this jump, right. you like skipped over the stripping and wait, went straight right. to the, the VIP room in the <laughs> right. back room stripping. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's so interesting. Why do you think you decided not to do the stripping, but decided to do this? Did you think it was because this was more on the down low? Honestly, yes. Mm -hmm. And I just don't even know, you know, I'm, I don't know how confident I am of my dancing skills. I mean, I know that they always say, you know, you don't have to be professional or great, but I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know how I feel about it. And then one of my friends had actually kind of been outed as a dancer, um, you know, where I lived. So I was just a little bit nervous about that as well. Right. So you, okay. So you call up this or you email this, like you go onto this website, you're dating a boy, a guy at the time, right? Is that how like newly into your yeah. relationship was it at the time? 
So it was really new into the relationship when I was looking into it. You know, not even a year, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, probably six months or so. But, you know, at that point, we had already established that we were together and all that jazz. Okay. And you were very happy in your relationship. Your guy was good. Like, everything was cool. Yeah, I, I was. Um, you know, there were certain things that I was unhappy with at the time. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of got over that, I think. Okay. And you were drinking. Yeah. Blacking mm-hmm. out, drinking. Like, I mean, do you think that, like, that whole liquid courage thing sort of helped uh, you cross the line and get involved in this whole thing? I mean, I made all the decisions sober, but, um, you know, down the line, and I would go to work sober, but down the line, I ended up drinking at work and, But you you started out totally, like, this was a thing that, a decision that you made. You needed some cash. What were you doing before or, like, during, you know, before you got into I was actually working at a hospital, um, or for a you know, medical office uh-huh. in a hospital. And um, then I, you know, I was on my own um, living with roommates and I just kind of wanted to try to move out on my own and go to school, um, continue on. And that's kind of just when I felt like I needed a little more money. Right, right, right. Totally. To live on your own when they're, when you're young, you know, and afford rent. Because I did the whole roommate thing, too. It's expensive. And you're not going to make money right. in entry-level positions. It's just really right. difficult, you know. So right. I, I saw a lot of my friends take that route to get, like, a lot of, you know, a lot more money, right? Quickly. Right. So mm-hmm. you contact this website. And, like, on the website and when you make the initial thing, you think you're just, like, dancing for men. And then what do you go in for an interview? Like, how does the whole process go that you get hired? Yeah, so it was really weird. We, I exchanged, um, you know, emails with the owner, mm-hmm. um, I guess, who I thought it was, and he had asked to meet up with me um, near their location, not at the location, but actually at a grocery store right near it. So I get there. Like what, in the produce department? Like, are there seats? <laughs> are there tables uh, no, there? Just the parking lot. Oh, okay. Oh, oh God, even worse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know you know, the intellectual that I am hops in this guy's car. Yeah. Oh my God. You could have been on a Dateline episode. (laughs) Oh, totally. I, I I think that's so much, you know, so many times (laughs) almost sad, but I get in with this guy, everything seems normal. And one of the things that made me feel comfortable about it almost, you know, after the fact Mm -hmm. um, was that he would actually get these calls from the girls and I could hear the girls and he would say, okay, you know, I'm sending them up now or you can let them out now. Right. Um, so you knew it was like legit. Like he definitely was like, he wasn't going to kill you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're sitting in the car, <laughs> you're sitting <laughs> in the car with them and then what it goes down. Um, so he asked me a series of questions um, regarding the nature of the business Um, just making sure that I wouldn't do, I wasn't somebody that would do something for any amount of money because they're very concerned about the safety of the business, I guess. Uh huh. Like they didn't want you to go like screwing guys or blowing guys for extra money on the side. But how do they question you to find out that you're not that type of person? Like what would he say? So (laughs) the only thing that would say was, you know, would you do this and would you do that without actually 
telling me that what it was they a bad expected. thing. Right, right, yeah. right. So basically, right. that's kind of smart, right? Because yeah. some girls might be like thinking, oh, like thinking that's what they're going to do when the guy says it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm glad I'm right. allowed to, right? And then that's the exactly. trick question because they don't want you to do something like that because they don't want to get busted. Exactly. Okay, so you answered correctly. Like, you were like not willing to like cross that line. I was like, so I was kind of on one of the questions. I was like, well, maybe like, cause I didn't, I didn't know. how. Well, to wait, it, which question? Like, well, when he was asking about a blowjob, I was right. like, maybe. And then the sex thing, I said, no. And then, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, I gave a maybe there. Okay. And so when did you realize that you'd have to like jerk the guys off? Um, pretty much when, uh, you know, at that visit. What, what did he thing. tell you? Like, did he say, okay, this is what like goes down? Pretty much, um, because after that that meeting, we went. He asked if this is something I'd be interested in, and I said yes. So he took me actually to the apartment mm-hmm. um, that they were at, and then um, I can't remember if it was that visit or the next where they did like a mock walkthrough of what I was kind of supposed to do, mm-hmm. kind of like um training. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. How does that go to? So, like, oh. what was the apartment? How was the apartment set up? Like, different rooms, a bunch of different rooms, and like there was a bunch of different girls in like uh, like a waiting room, and then like the guy would go into a room with one girl, and maybe into another guy goes into another room. Like, how do they have it set up? In yeah, we had yeah. The first apartment that we were at had three rooms. Right. Um. One was the master, which not a lot of people got to go into unless you were like I don't know they liked you um and usually the other two were used and then we would just use a divider um what do you mean you wouldn't go in unless they really liked you what the hell does that mean no like if the girls like the guy or the guy has been around a lot or he's just kind of a good guy that doesn't make a lot of annoyances for the girls kind of thing Uh uh-huh it's kind of like you had to request the bedroom but you didn't always get the bedroom okay interesting but they weren't the other one sex in there with the guys i mean is that what that meant like yeah because it's yeah it's more encouraging for the guys i think to have a bedroom versus couches right all right so you didn't want to go in there with just anyone because then they assume that they were going to get more action right oh okay okay so they give you a run through to some girl go in and show you like what the deal is and she says like you dance like what did you have to do so you know after you got them in there and they would kind of sit down and you say, you know, get comfortable, whatever. Would you like some water? Um, things like that. And then we would come back and I don't know, because for me, I would just kind of base it off the vibe of them. Mm-hmm. And if they were really nervous, I'd just sit down and kind of chat and not get too close or touchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they, you know, came there a lot and, already knew what they wanted yeah you can kind of just get into it and Um, what was getting into it what did that involve getting into it for most of them i wouldn't even dance at all um it would mostly just be touching and kissing oh Um, you'd have to kiss them well no you didn't have to it was kind of up to your discretion and decision Mm -hmm. um but i did kiss some of them not all of them though because some of them were but some of them were hot, just, hot enough to kiss. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, because it's not like, oh, just busted guys. It's not like, I think, right. you know, many, many years ago, people, you there was like some sort of stigma around men paying for sex, right? Or anything like that. And it would just be like, oh, that's what like losers <laughs> did or ugly guys, you know? And it's just like, it's very, it's just a different world out there where I, I don't think that it changed and different guys are doing it now. I think what it is is like the sort of way people look at it is different. So more people are honest about it. But the truth is that every kind of guy will pay for it every now and then because sometimes a man just wants the you know no hassle you know so yeah it's a hot guys not old guys young guys fat guys skinny guys in shape guys you know it's all of the above right so sometimes yeah. you found the guy attractive enough to like kiss him because i mean right. I, to me and that would be gr- like i don't know like i have to really like someone to kiss them so i when you said <laughs> kiss them i was like oh god like that would that would be like yeah maybe i'd blow them but i wouldn't kiss them like that's where i would right. try to like but you would sometimes feel like was it after you were with the guy like a like a couple times like you had regulars because i know you did say in your email to me when we went back and forth that you still see a couple of those guys now so i'm assuming some of them came back as like repeat customers and all the time whatever right oh yeah yeah every you know usually every time i was there it would be repeat customers like they kind of had a pool of people Mm -hmm. um that would all be you know repeats and so that's mostly what it was but let me ask you this when you went through your run through right and the girl said because you're thinking like at some point when that guy's you're in that car with that guy i mean you have to be understanding that like this is a little bit more than just like a dance right Um, did she tell you like and then like you like was she just like straight up with you and like and then like you just like take their pants down and jerk them off and that's the deal like I mean who explained like how far you could go what you're (laughs) supposed to do yeah um so it was a little shady at first like he never really came out and said anything yeah um but you know one of the girls kind of befriended me who had been there for a couple of years and she just kind of told me straight up and, um, you know, just to come in and give him a hug and kiss if you want. And then, and then, you know, this particular girl just liked to get it over with mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So she would just, she was just straight into the point and did that type of thing. But then there was other girls who would stay in the appointments for the whole time going over, you know, just talking to the guys the whole time. And not even get jerking them off or doing that at the end? Uh, probably at the end, mostly. But there were guys that would come in and just talk or have this guy that came in um, all the time and he would just wanted to hug and cuddle. Oh, God. I don't get so. that. But, you know, that's like... <laughs> Which is like worse almost, but... <laughs> well, it's easy. I don't know. But so, but she eventually though, but like eventually you realize that you're going to be like jerking off these guys like were you nervous about that like because i know you were nervous about dancing like were you like really good because sometimes like i don't know i it wasn't until like maybe 10 years ago and i had this friend who told me like how great he loved like like to him handjobs were like the best thing that were ever invented and he used to always like tell me these like tricks of the trade of like handjobs and i just never i always thought it was like a joke like who cares about handjobs but there is like so i think you know back in the day i would have been a little nervous like i have to give handjobs like i don't know how to give a really good hand like you know what the fuck do you do yeah like what do these guys expect you know but and they're so they did like the girls teach you were you a little nervous like what the hell am I supposed to do I I don't think many people do that yeah I was definitely nervous because I'm like you I I didn't really give hand jobs ever you know I kind of skipped that whole part Mm -hmm. of my life yeah most people have but guys like it so I supposedly I think right (laughs) and so even you know even down the line of my 
short career or mm-hmm. whatever, I was still like, oh, maybe this girl gives a better, you know, hand job than me and I'm just not doing it. But, you know, you kind of learn certain things like twist emotions from like that's porn exact, and things like that. That's exactly what my, because my friend used to be like totally into hand jobs and I'm just like, I don't get it. He's just like, there's something that two hands could do at the same time that like no mouth or no pussy could ever do. Do you know what I mean? And he would do that twisty motion of both hands going in the opposite direction. I was like, okay, that's, that's the move. (laughs) Yeah. So I probably perfected my art with that one there a little (laughs) bit, (laughs) but, um, so you just started straight up doing that like so like you do you start working that day and like how many days a week did you work and like how much money did you make good news strictly anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show so if you lead an interesting naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous if you're out and proud that's cool too send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com that's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So you could pick your hours, Mm -hmm. um, but they usually wanted you to work at least three days. But I started out working four to five days um, a week, and then slowly it kind of trickled down because I was just doing really long hours and things like that. so the first day I only worked for a couple of hours and made, you know, you know, 400 something dollars. Uh-huh. Um, so to me, for it being my first day, that amount of money, even I was like, oh, my God, $400. Yeah, one day and let's take and, home uh, cash. I mean, you're not paying right. taxes on it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that was nice to have um but typically but, um, how much were you rolling in like a, a day or a week when you started? probably i mean on average like a thousand mm-hmm. a and now let me ask you this the first day that you did it like did you feel like freaked out that you did it were you or were you totally like this is great like i mean what were your initial like first feelings about it? you know what i'm saying yeah, before my before my first appointment, I know I was really really nervous. Uh-huh. But that guy ended up just wanting to go down on me the whole time. Whoa! And excuse me, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And did you wait? But first of all, we skipped over that part in the car. Like, did the guy did the guy ask you the question? Like, if a guy wants to go down on you, will you let him? Like, what did you say to that answer? Because I did uh, not know that there was anything else going on except happy endings. <laughs> No, he didn't even ask that. I mean, he asked if, uh, no, he, he didn't ask that. Actually. So, okay. So wait, wait. Um, so your first but, appointment. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. People are going to want to hear the long drawn out s- this story. Okay. I'm going to draw it out because it might be hot. <laughs> it might not. I don't know where we're going with this, but <laughs> this is like, <laughs> this is your first thing. You're nervous. And like you go in out. Is the guy good looking? Is he old? Like what's his deal? So he is probably as, 
maybe 40 late 40s i would want to say um kind of kind of in good shape on the skinnier side but in good shape Uh um he's very quiet and had this kind of like you know naughty smile to him so it kind of made sense that he wanted to push that boundary a little bit um but it was something that was up to us they told you that yeah meaning Um, like so how far could you go that was up to you just that just that so blow, yeah. blow, like hand jobs and them going down on you but were okay i guess but not you blowing them right and now was it more money for them to go down on you? like what was the deal um i think some people would charge more um i wasn't always sure about that um because at first when i was doing it or you know i wouldn't let people do that a lot but when i did i didn't you know, charge extra or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, this is, you know, part of their time that's right. going on. And if mm-hmm. that's what you want to do with your time, that's fine. Um, but I think some people will charge. And then towards the end, I did start charging for it. Okay. So your first yeah. guy, how does he come around to let you know that that's like what he wants? I mean, cause you're thinking you're just going to, you know, jerk him off and like, that's your thing, right? Like yeah. when did, when right. did he say like, Oh no, I want to go to like, how did that transaction ha- happen? Yeah. He did kind of tell me, he just looked at me. He was like, Oh, I really want to taste you. And I was like, okay (laughs) now let me um, ask you this was that like a turn on to you like were you like turned on by this experience so i actually i actually came that time because he was really really good at it Uh and um but i wasn't expecting it because i don't normally or i don't think that i normally like that in my normal life really but i mean i don't so it's weird so with my boyfriend we just didn't really do it a lot, so he's not into just, it or something. No, he's he always would want to, but I just get turned on in other ways uh-huh. more. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would say, um, and for whatever reason, it just sometimes felt uncomfortable with people that I didn't really know well. But <laughs> then you go here, yeah, and it's this random stranger, and I don't really care what he thinks of me. I don't really care. You know, if he wants to go down that bad, that's his decision. Yeah. Um, and so it was kind of hot. Right. And um, he was really good at it. Right. So you you actually came. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, because like, basically, you're just dating this guy, right? Like, you really like him. You're six months into it. And so. Yeah. Did you like, did you think like did you think of this as like cheating on your boyfriend or did you have it like framed in your head like this is what I'm doing to make some money and this is what I have to do um I feel like I kind of compartmentalized it a bit yeah and I could kind of because I I want I wanted to feel guilty like I I do but then again you know I didn't have feelings for these guys I didn't take it home and think about them none of it connected for me right so you but so that's what i'm saying like in your mind you didn't sort of like after like that you were with that guy in that first day did you didn't sort of have like some kind of conflicted feelings about it because oh i'm dating someone and i just cheated on them because like i said you sort of saw it as some as something that you were doing just for the cash right so i didn't feel like it was cheating i just wish i felt bad about lying about it and i wish i could have felt open enough to tell him but i just no you couldn't have. you couldn't have yeah. told him no yeah uh-uh. no <laughs> you couldn't have done both you had to lie what did he think you were doing 
What uh, did he think your job was? Excuse me? Nanny. <laughs> didn't he ever ask you questions or was he just happy yeah. that you didn't come home and talk about your day with kids because <laughs> you know, most guys all my guy friends complain about how the fact that they have to like talk to their girls about the shit that they do at work and they don't really care you know yeah. and so like your boyfriend must have been happy that you never came home and gave him details <laughs> right you didn't, you didn't have them i mean I what, know, you, what were you gonna say when you came home from work well, I, I know, right? But like after two years, you have to like start saying something. You That's know what I mean? Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So at one point, he had asked me like about a picture, and <laughs> in my mind, I was literally like thinking of my friends, like whose yeah. babies can I steal for the picture? You know, uh-huh. whose pictures will I have access to? Should I go on Craigslist and ask for pictures? I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. So. It was just, and I don't even remember how I got out of that. I think I just. So you did it for, I mean, you listen, you told me that you could, I could do the math, right? It's pretty easy. You said you started doing this like six months into your relationship. You dated him for four years. So you did this for at least, and he just found out three months ago. Were you doing it through the whole time or just for the two years? I was doing it for the two years. So it must've been 2014. Well, whatever, like two or three years you did this? Yeah, two or three years. And then this past January, I moved out of the city. So um, I I quit at that point. Let me ask you this. What is the far, like how, like what's, what is like the farthest that you went besides, like did you ever do anything else with any of these guys besides the the hand jobs and them going down on you? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Tell me that, like what happened? Um, So... It took a while to get to that point, but I think I just kind of became comfortable with certain people and, you know, the money is definitely, you know, a factor in that as well. Well, how much um, would they offer you for more? Like, what was the price range? Like, what what, what, like, always, what was the, you know, price list or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I guess the range. So they would kind of like, they would either be upfront about it and just say, hey, I'd like to give you, you know, hundred more for a blowjob or mm-hmm. or something like that. Or they would just be like, Oh, I'm I'm just a very generous person and try to, you know, do it that way. Uh-huh. But I don't really remember um the first time I went there. Um But where's there? Was the first time you went because you, you you know you're jerking guys off, you're letting them go down on you. So what right. what is the first other thing that you do? A blowjob? Right. Because I'm assuming you probably had sex with somebody else too, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, so... And the guys I see now, I definitely do. And you, they pay you for it. Right. Okay, so... But so the first thing you do is, like, you start letting... You start blowing them for a little extra cash. Yeah. Okay. I, f- so I feel I did- like we're never going to get to that drinking stuff because this is so fascinating <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, that, I guess that's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get to it. Okay, wait, so... I find this whole thing is so interesting. All right. So you do that and you start blowing people. And so then eventually like how does, and how is that for you? Fine. Like, do you let them come in your mouth? Um, that no. extra? Do they have to pay? Yeah, extra? that would probably be extra. <laughs> I would say, um, because they did ask about that. And, um, and I got there too. I, you know, because I, you know, I, I like giving blowjobs and, that's something that turns me on as well. So for me, that wasn't a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. especially for uh, the amount of time that it took versus, you know, what I got in return. What do you mean what so, you got in return as far as you mean the money? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was just kind of a win-win. So an extra hundred, and if they you swallowed, how much more to swallow? Uh, I don't know, fifty. <laughs> fifty. That's smart. That's good. Yeah. I was hoping you weren't going to say twenty bucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I yeah. I know some girl that probably would, but right. So you were like a hundred, hundred and fifty more for that, and then eventually, and and you like that. You were into like would they do like yeah because you were like turned on by this. Like would they do stuff to you at the same time? Um. Sometimes. I mean, I remember a few instances where, you know, some people would be really into 69 and do that. But I kind of just like doing my own thing um, in that respect. And I don't know. I just, I just like, I would rather go down on them than them go down on me or them just, or just be an awkward time. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. how many times, like I know you said you came that first time. Would you come a Mm -hmm. lot with these guys as far as after that? No, that was kind of just a A one off. uh, Yeah, but I would, I would come, especially the guys who I found out that were really good at going down on me. And I kind of figured out what I liked Uh through them, which was really good. Uh Um, So, you know, with those, I would say probably only five guys regularly that would be able um, to write that but, would be able to make yeah but what about when you started having sex um so you mean would i come yeah that and then i want to get into how that how you cross that line but yeah one <laughs> do, would you come <laughs> i would say it was pretty 50 50 right you know like if i'm doing I know it sounds horrible, but like multiple pops a day there, then I'm not going to like be able to every time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but how, I would definitely make the point too. How many guys a day would you see about? Um, anywhere from, well, I've, you know, at some points you would only see a couple a day, but usually it was around like 10, mm-hmm. um, 12. That's a lot. And in like once you started to have okay, so when did you first have sex with the guys? Was it like early on? Did you switch over and start doing everything? No, it was a lot later on. It was right. probably, or maybe it might have been a year into it. Mm-hmm. And so one guy like that you felt comfortable with. I mean, how did that go down? That you decided to do that? Did they offer you just like so much cash that you were like, okay? Yeah, I mean, all of them would. You know, all of them wanted to go there. Uh-huh. Um, pretty. I mean, not everybody, but Most a good majority would. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, it was just kind of the matter. Uh, waiting till I felt comfortable and I didn't feel like I was going to get in trouble or fired for it. Um, just kind of knowing my place there. Um. And how would you not get caught doing that? Because wasn't that supposedly something you weren't supposed to do, or did all the girls do it? And who? No one. Um, I, I know a few others that did. So it wasn't like I was the only one. But then I also know that there weren't. You know, there were ones who definitely weren't doing that. Right. Um, now, would the guys have can- condoms, or would you have them? They would have them. Okay. So that was another thing that, you know, if they didn't have one, then it would be How a much no-go. was the amount that made you say, okay, I'll, I'll do it? The first time it was 200. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I was just, I would kind of pick and choose based upon how I felt about them. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense at all. Like if they were 
kind of an easy, easygoing person or um, easy to get off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm not going to require really as much. Right. Um, but. But. Hello. Um, yeah. How much? What was the most? That you got. Oh, the most? Yeah. The most was a thousand dollars. And um, would you get that from like an ongoing person? Is that one of the people that you still see? Not someone I still see, but they were a regular. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just their tip on top of the normal fee. Right. That was great. That guy had some cash. Yes. Did you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so, I mean, that was like a good score. How many times a week would he come in? He would only come like once every two weeks. Right. So you were getting it on with tons of guys. You were doing a lot of stuff behind your boyfriend's back. I was. And when you say you eventually started to drink, was that just because, I don't know, like, because I mean, you didn't really seem like to have a problem with going into it, right? You had compartmentalized it. It was fine for you. You didn't really feel bad about what you were doing. Like, when did the Mm -hmm. drinking start? Well, the drinking, I mean, I've always been a blackout drinker. I've Mm -hmm. always been a drinker you know the first night that my boyfriend introduced me to his friends I or his actually his family I got blackout drunk and oh god like probably made a fool of myself um so I've always kind of been that way Mm -hmm. so I don't know if the two necessarily no but you said you eventually started drinking at work right yeah yeah um I think it was just boredom at that point Mm -hmm. or or just kind of wanting to feel differently I don't know maybe that is um a part of me that was a little bit of the alcoholic you know I would sometimes come in at 12 usually and then in the afternoon yeah uh-huh and then you know leave in the afternoon or leave in the evening and um it was just boring right because you're just hanging around but like would you get if you would get drunk at work like how would you go home to your boyfriend like how would you clean that up I mean because if you're babysitting I mean you just definitely don't want to come home reeking like alcohol yeah I would usually say that I went out after work Mm -hmm. um for happy hour yeah and then use that kind of as an excuse how Um, did he find out three months ago so actually a ways prior to him finding out, probably a year into me working there, a friend of his, um, I guess, was perusing Backpage and saw a picture of me because we actually had our pictures up. Oh, with God. Our your face. real pictures? With your face? Yeah, I know. How dumb were you? I know. I know. Um, did you know that they were doing that? I did, but it seemed like it seemed. You know, I was I was like 21 or whatever, right? So it seemed like it was, oh, it was more professional or they get better clients because of this. And, you know, because the face is on there is why they have more and a better clientele, I guess. Okay, so but, you justify, but, but you never had a fear of anybody seeing you? I mean, you were in, you had a lot to lose. I mean, you were in a relationship, you were living a double life. Like, you never thought that through? Right. I guess you don't think like um, things like that when you're young. I so, forget. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I had um, moved from many states away. 
So I kind of thought, you know, oh, okay. who's no, really going to be on here? And right, if they right, right. are, then they're doing something wrong, too. Oh, yeah, okay, um, right. Uh-huh. I could see that thing, kind of thinking. So your boyfriend's friend, is that who saw it? Yeah, he saw it, and he, you know, screenshotted it and sent it over to him. And I kind of just said I sold my pictures, um, you know, for a one-time cash thing. Uh-huh. Um, so. And he bought that. that. He did. Okay. And then um, how did he really find out? And then him really find out came from texts to my phone from these guys um, that were looking to see me and just kind of building up over time. I think um, maybe seeing the text or seeing a weird thing here and there. Um, and then one day he just grabbed it and I just had no other choice than to kind of come forth with it. Wait, so you mean... You left your job, right? And then you kept in touch with guys, right? And so where were... So, like, is that why you left? Because you figured you could just make the money that you're making with these guys on the side and just, like, have less guys, work less amount of time, right? Make the... Yeah, well, I actually left because I moved with him and moved to a different city and moved in with him. So... Well, how did um, you keep the guys? I just... I would get their number. um, And they would travel to see you. Or I would go back up there. Okay. And yeah. so your boyfriend started to see like little things that didn't add up. Like you were always on your phone and you'd like disappear to go places. Like what was the stuff that was making him suspicious? Um, I would say mostly text messages. One of them came through and this guy had said just hotel question mark. <laughs> and so <laughs> that wasn't a great look. And that's what he caught you on? I mean, because you said, like, he yeah. was starting to see little things here and there, right? Yeah. So he was getting suspicious and distrustful of you, right? Uh-huh, right. And then he, when he took your phone, what he uh-huh. saw was the hotel, question mark? What he saw was, well, he had seen that one prior to this. But then the next one that he saw when he got the phone was my name at that place, which is on the website. Yeah. Um. So when... Back when that guy had sent him the uh, yeah, website yeah, yeah. and everything, he had known my name for that place. And I'm just like, well, I don't know who that is. You know, What blah, was your blah. name for that place? Why didn't we use that name on this show? What was the name? Well, because I don't know. I still feel weird using that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? You know, I don't know. You used it for so long. <laughs> okay. So you didn't want to. Use- okay. But so anyway, you had a made up name and he remembered it from the picture. And then he right. sees it on your text message and he puts everything together. Right. And then you cop to everything? Yep. I mean, he's pretty much like, you know, tell me right now or, you know, we can't be together. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if I would have lied, I would have looked like a, you know, still like an idiot. Either way, I would have. Well, you were lying um, and getting away with yeah. it, but like you just kept yeah. getting busted. So there was like, you couldn't lie your way out of this. Anymore. Right. I was just in a corner yeah 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 so you told him the truth and how like because you know i don't know what you look like i don't know who you are like first of all i know my listeners that are listening to this and getting like horny from your stories like all the guys that wish that you know you happy ending (laughs) them and like let them fuck you and let you know them go down on you and like you got turned on and all the stuff that you said they want to know what you are on a scale of one to ten and what you look like for real (laughs) what is your deal first of all that's my first question um do you want like stats yeah I'm 115. I'm 5'3". Mm-hmm. I have a nice butt, cute face. Um, but I'm not like I'm not like perfect by any means. Um, I don't know. Maybe 
maybe eight. Yeah, an eight. That's eight. good. Eight is good. I mean, I think seven's average. Yeah. Eight is is really good. You have a nice yeah. ass. You're skinny. You're in shape. You're young, right? Yeah. Okay. I work out. Yeah. Right. So you're you're <laughs> in shape. That's great. But like, if I knew you in real life, like, do you look like the type of girl that somebody would think would do this, or are you a totally like no one would ever believe? Do you know what I mean? Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think people that see me get blackout drunk would maybe be like, "Oh, this girl seems promiscuous," and uh-huh. you know, whatever. But I think you know, normal in my day to day life when I'm going to class or things like that, I don't think people would ever. I mean, you seem straight laced and look that way. Like, cause like when I was younger, yeah. people would always come up to me and be like, are you like a stripper? Like, and people always thought I looked like, you know, and listen, I was promiscuous yeah. and I was a drinker, but I never did any of the stuff that you did, but I looked like I did. I looked like a whore, well, you know what I mean? Like a really slutty girl. Like I dressed the part, looked the part, <laughs> acted the part, you know, but I wasn't really doing that stuff. I was being more promiscuous just regularly with guys for no money, you know, right. you, you, you were smarter than me. You made it a business, but you were like, you know, and I always tend to think like a lot of times like it's like the people that you would never know you know so like you don't really look the part you just unless yeah well the thing is yeah oh um yeah with me i just a lot of people think i look really really young for my age like oh the guys oh the guys must love that it's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of like that type of thing where i don't look completely innocent because you know sometimes in my day-to-day life i like to wear tight tight shit i don't know right Uh but um then again i don't look i you wouldn't i don't think that you would expect it either right but you know that whole thing of looking really super young <clears throat> a lot of the guys probably uh came to just for that reason right the little pedophiles that they are <laughs> oh my gosh oh i have a horrible story about that too but what do you mean <laughs> well there's this guy and we all you know the whole agency knew him and gave him a name and he was the pedophile guy and Meaning he, he wanted you to like pretend you were like a something like what did he want? Yeah, he just kind of wanted you to pretend that you were a little girl and he would tell you stories about um, this other girl and how she would give this other little boy a bath and just these kind of out there stories uh-huh. um, about children was, though. Yeah, about children. So at first it was a little bit disturbing, but then I kind of was. Like, I would, hopefully he's just doing it here and, like, you know, I feel good about it if he's, you know, getting it out at this place. Right, as opposed outside. to doing it in real life kind of thing. Right. And yeah. so all you guys experienced him. <laughs> the right. Yeah, that's heavy yeah. shit. That's kind of, like, it's really gross. We'll move on from that. We don't want to ruin anyone's heart on if they're listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and I don't even know if people are getting you hurt from the story. But, like, no, I won't edit it out because that's interesting, too. Because you know that that shit goes down. And, like, I oh, do yeah. believe that, like, there are a lot of guys. Like, I mean, you know, you always, that's why this whole statutory rape thing is kind of weird. Because I feel sorry for some guys because they're, like, you know, with girls that look way older. Sometimes it's the opposite. You know, the girl looks way older right. than the guys fucking right. them. And then they find out they're only 16, you know, or 15. And they look like they're 18 or 20. You know, you were like older, but looked way younger. And probably some guys like that because it was legal, right? You were legal age, but you look super young. And the guys have a weird thing with that. But anyway, so your boyfriend stays with you for a couple months after that. Did you eventually break up because he just couldn't trust you anymore and move move past that? That's really what I think it is, Um, which I don't blame him. I mean, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I think he just couldn't really get past it. He got 
Um, I don't know how he could because I think it's not just the fact of what you did. I mean, there's a lot of layers to it for him to have to fucking swallow. You know, one, right. you know, you looked him in the face so many times and just lied. Like you lied thousands of times to him. You had to have because, the, you know, every day you were, it was a lie, right? So, yeah, a, you're like, you're not to be trusted. You looked him in the face and lied, you know, and then B, like you were like, you were cheating on him, you know, basically right. with men and you were doing something that's like kind of like you know some people would be like you know for money you know so that's a whole i think you would you know i don't think you'd find a guy that would be okay with that you know what they find out after i don't think he would have been okay with it if he if he knew about it either i mean you know um you had no choice to lie but like the fact that he found out like I, i think you know i understand why he would think he could get past it and stay with you you were together for a long time and you know it's hard to get to break up with somebody right and to really leave and to cut things off but uh he tried you did it for three months and then it was just like you guys couldn't get along anymore and you both decided to break up yeah, well, he would just, you know, yeah, we just couldn't, he couldn't get past it. He, I, I tried to work, you know, th- there's only so much you can do when it, I, I took it that far. Um, you know, and I, it was, it was fucked up to him. Um, but he, yeah, he, he couldn't, I guess he could. He, did he start like throwing it in your face on a daily basis and stuff and like, yeah, and start sure. to get mean to you about it? Yeah, verbally very mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was probably like a very emotional for him and then that's bad for you and it's just better for both of you to sort of separate because, right. you know, it doesn't, yeah. it's, you understand his position and then it's just like you understand your position. I mean, you were the person doing the wrong thing, right? You did do something right. wrong, you know, it was mm-hmm. wrong because you were very, very deceitful for a very long time to someone that you loved. Uh, but that's like, that's your, that's you, you have to, you know, you know, maybe you've come to terms with that. Maybe you don't even think it was bad, like whatever, you know, like that's like your thing and you have to get over that for yourself or like you know come to terms with that yourself if you ever do like I said maybe you don't even feel bad about it but for him he's gotta like move on and and get over that with somebody else but like you guys don't need to do that together you know it's not like you have a family yeah. or anything and uh, I, I just don't think it's like possible to re- recoup that relationship and it's better that yeah. you separate it for both of you because you don't need to be sort of put down for what you did you know I'm sure you have your own feelings about it. And if anyone's going to do that, you'll do that to yourself one day. Or maybe you won't, you know, like whatever. But it's not really him for him to do it anymore. He just needs to move on because that's not going to go away anytime soon. You can understand him, right? Yeah, I can completely, completely understand that. Um, Did any of your other friends find out? Like your girlfriends? Did any of your girlfriends know? No, they didn't. And actually... So even before he found out, I was kind of not really wanting to be with him. I kind of felt yeah. like we needed to go our separate ways anyways. Uh-huh. But I was nervous that he would tell people. Right. So I kind of felt like, I don't know, is this the right time to break up? Is it not? Um, especially after he found out, I yeah. just didn't want to break up with him right away. Yeah. Um, so that was. But he hasn't told anybody. He's been cool about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what you have going for you in that scenario is that, um, you know, 
guys have a, like a, a pride thing. Like, I mean, he might be embarrassed for people to know. That's true. No, I, I absolutely agree. You know, because it kind of makes him look like a sucker. You know, like, how did you not fucking know? Like, your girl was like really, you know, shitting yeah. on you behind your back with tons of guys. Yeah. Like, so I think you have that in your favor as far as him not telling people because it would maybe make him look bad in a way. You know what right. I mean? Especially since his friend did reach out to him about that exact thing. Um, and he's expressed that feeling to me before anyway, so I know that to be true. Yeah, no one likes to feel like yeah. a schmuck. No one likes yeah. to feel like they were like taken for a, a ride. No one likes to feel, you know, it's like embarrassing. It's, it's right. bad enough that like the rug was pulled from underneath him in, in this relationship. He doesn't want everybody to know. You know, so I don't think he'll tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, maybe a couple years from now. But like your whole drinking thing, because I know that you said like you're a blackout drinker. I was a blackout drinker. So I totally get that whole thing. You know, I haven't drank for like a really long time now. But your blackout drinking, like, does it because and I didn't I was like you like I didn't do it all the time. Like I'm assuming because you said you didn't do it at work and stuff, you know. Um, but it was like when I drank, I would take it to completion. You know what I mean? It was like a blackout, you know, every single time, you know, it was just like my body just couldn't. And then towards the end, like I couldn't stay not blacked out for like two, you know, I'd black out quicker and quicker, you know? So it was like ridiculous. What is your history and what's going on with you with that? So I'm kind of like you in that respect. When I go out, I black out. Like if I'm going out to go out, I black out. Right. You take Um, it to the extreme. Oh, yeah, to the extreme. Um, So I had a lot of scary times. I've been arrested once, but I've never had a DUI or anything like that. What were you arrested Um, for? uh, Drunk in public. And then, yeah, I've done two drunk in publics. So you were arrested once or twice? Twice. Oh, God. Were you when you were with your boyfriend? (laughs) Yeah, once when I was. Well, once was when I was a lot younger, and then once was um, when I was with my, well, I was actually with friends, but then my boyfriend came to meet us, and that's when it happened. Would you be promiscuous, too, when you were in blackout drunk? Like, would you cheat on your boyfriend with people, or were you pretty okay? I wasn't as promiscuous. I was promiscuous with girls, actually. So you, when you get drunk and you blackout, you fool around with women? Yeah, I think it was more women, um versus men i mean i remember i would wake up with random guys numbers in my phone but i would usually always right. go out with one friend uh-huh. and we would kind of keep each other safe and we i would always end up at home uh-huh. so um you know when i was with my boyfriend of course uh when we we did have a little whatever little break um type thing where i fooled around but that's that right um, but what would you do with women um you know if we were at the bar make out i wouldn't do anything with them mm-hmm. past that there but i hooked up with women and at work um, or in in your regular life with your boyfriend with him not knowing with him not knowing uh well with him knowing but also you know before him mm-hmm. um and let's see so with women Wait, what was the other question? I said, w- would you do it? Like, did you ever do it at work? Did you do it? Oh, the- so we had, we had this thing where it's, you know, they could pay extra money for a two girl. Yeah. Um, so I would do that and enjoy it sometimes, but I would never, it wasn't a thing where I was 
like super super turned on or uh-huh. you know i would never be um that forward with myself at work and them right but you have enjoyed it with women outside of that yeah mm-hmm. okay so you, they would pay extra for that and you would get it on with another girl in front of the guy every now and then right well. okay mm-hmm. So you're, do you, now I know that you did say that like you were adopted and you know, which is interesting that you know that your adoptive parents were alcoholics and drug addicts. Like did your parent, did your adoptive parents give you that information? Um, yeah. That's, so, right. Yeah. I've, I've kind of always known I was adopted. So I knew, you know, kind of what the deal was with that. Uh-huh. I kind of always was in the know about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, that's what they both are. Um, currently, my birth mom is back on drugs, like just recently. Um, have you ever met actually, them? Like, do you know them, or because how do you yeah, have that actually, information? I spent the last weekend with my at my birth mom's house, mm-hmm. and she was, you know, came home fucked up, and um, you know, which is sad because she's been sober for you know fourteen years. You're kidding! What made her fall yeah. off the wagon? She just says it's stress. I think it's some sort of like midlife kind of crazy how old um, is she she's 51 and she's 14 years sober and she came home like drunk like and it was like the first time she had been done anything in 14 years actually seven years ago when we went to the beach uh she went to the beach with my sister and i she um fell off too oh so maybe she's fallen off more than that too and you just don't know Maybe. Yeah, she might not be really sober. Cause that's but she's not, really honest about it. You right, know? but that's not she, really sober for 14 years of seven years. She yeah, like, got wasted true. at the beach. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Um. So you know that it's like kind of in your family and stuff. Is your sister, because you said you have a sister, does she drink too? Do you do drugs? Um. No, I don't, I don't do drugs. They don't really do a lot for me besides, you know, smoke for sleep. But, uh-huh. but the um, alcohol does it for you. That's yeah, where I was. I, I would sometimes do coke because it would keep me up and allow me to drink longer. But like besides that, it was like alcohol was my thing because it's like. No, I've done it. I've done coke once, but it, it just honestly didn't do anything for me uh-huh. besides keep me super awake and then anxious right. for a long uh-huh. time. So um, drinking really is, like that. But, drinking yeah, is your drink. drinking. Drinking's my jam. And so it gets you, like you said, you were like, it gets you in trouble, right? Like, I mean, it's not like something, like you already see. I mean, I was arrested. (laughs) Yeah, you're twice. Do you drink drink and drive where you live? Um, I I will say that I have, um, but my birth dad actually um, went to jail for drinking and driving and then got into a fatal accident. And went to jail for it. So I'm oh God, very weary about that. He he yeah. he killed uh, like a who did he kill? Like a family? Like a person? Like an old person? Yeah, what I think was it was detail? three people. It was what? a family. Oh my God. I know. It's horrible. So even to think about me doing that, I kind of, ugh, it just, well, I feel sick, you know, about it. Once even... you get drunk, right? Yeah. Like all the rationale, like, you know, all the rational kind of thinking goes out the window, right? Like I remember being very happy that I moved in the city because I drink and drove all the time. <laughs> like, 
Oh yeah. It, oh you know, I yeah. just did because like once you're drunk, you don't think like yourself, like right. You just like right. at least that's the way I was. It was like a a switch. Like I was just a different person. And friends would tell me like, I wish I could, you know, because when I was drinking when I was really young, like there were no video cameras or anything like that. People would be like, I wish you could see yourself, like. Because I didn't get it, you know, because I was like always blacked out. I sometimes wouldn't know whether I took the bridge or the tunnel to get home. Like I wouldn't know, yeah. I wouldn't know how I drove, but I did. And I just felt so happy when I moved into the city because like towards the end, I felt like I'm going to kill somebody or kill myself. And I was very, that was like the thing that was most on my mind. But I couldn't control myself to not drink, to not drive because I would just be too drunk and out of my mind to even make a, the right decision. So for you, even with like, even though you know that about your father, I feel like if you're drinking to blackout, like you might still drink and drive because that's just the nature of like, you know, the disease, you know? Yeah. It's the belly of the beast. Yeah. It's yeah. You know, it happened. And, but the, the good thing about moving here where I'm now is I was kind of like you, you know, I'm in the city now, so I never oh, drive are, anymore. So you don't have to. Okay, good, good. No. Good. Right. Yeah, so it's the great. same thing like my, right, which is great yeah. in a way, but it, 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 it only fosters <laughs> your drinking. Enables. Yeah, yeah. It only fosters your drinking career because, yeah. because you don't have to and you don't have to worry, right? Like you're just right. always like, you know, in a cab or whatever. Uh, do you yeah. feel like, like, does your family know? Because like, uh, you know, I'm assuming, you know, because everything's out in the open about like, you know, that your your adoptive parents, I'm assuming you have a, a good relationship with them, right? And they they were open enough with you to let you get involved with your, you know, birth parents. Um, yeah. Do, the adopted, do your adoptive parents worry about your drinking? Do they know about it? Or is that like something that only your friends um, know about? So it's just my mom, but she she does know about it. Um, and I think sometimes she worries, I think she used to worry more than she does now. Uh Um, but you know, we had to talk about it recently and she's just like, you know, just kind of focus on the gym and stuff like that. And just focus on school, focus on the gym. Right. And, um, which I do 50% of the time. What do you do now to make money? You still see the guys? I see the guys, but I also have a nine to five and then go to school. So what do you go to, like, are you, is your nine to five something to do with what you're going to school for? Uh, no, not really. It's kind of like an office job. Okay. And then how many guys, like a month do you see? Like how much do you take in from that? Um, I usually only see, I'm only seeing like two guys right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll usually maybe see one of them once a week on average. Uh huh. Um, and so Not how much you get a, a, a pop for those guys now that you're off the books and on your own? <laughs> how much you charge? <laughs> I do about, it's 400 So you charge 400 Yeah. And where do you do it? In a hotel or at their house? Um, at, well, one of them, I do it at their house. Um, the other one is on his boat. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. So you just go there, you do it at his house. And, you, and so that's an extra 400 that you make a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so do you feel like maybe like with your drinking, when you listen to like Julie, the drunk, right? Or the alcoholic or whatever, was Julie one of them that thought that she was, or she didn't think that she was? Cause there was, I think she was kind of like open to thinking that she was right. I think that's what it was. Or she was kind of, you know, if it was the most recent one, I have to say when I reached out to her to tell her that I was like, you know, cause I was just like, Oh yeah, you definitely have a problem. She's the one, was she the one that had like her, her, 
her car in a ditch and she when she was yeah going, yeah yeah that one she like totally disappeared after we taped that episode and never to have ever wanted to listen to it or let me know because i think maybe oh, really? she was yeah i think maybe she wasn't ready to sort of face that fact and i think i was a little bit like yeah a hundred percent you're a fucking on call <laughs> i remember actually like, right what were you saying speaking of that i crashed my heart too but i don't know if that <laughs> you drinking and driving uh, I had drank earlier. I mean, it was the night before my birthday, mm-hmm. and um, I was kind of like her, where I lived out in the country at the time, and yeah. I clipped an edge because a deer ran out, uh-huh. clipped an edge, and then just kind of overcompensated. Um, luckily, ran into the bush versus the tree, but um, yeah. And then drove home. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, the ambulance and uh, fire trucks. But you weren't came. busted for drunk driving. No, um no, he made me do the test, but he you he kind of said he kind of insinuated that he knew that you were drunk. I, I no, I wasn't drunk. I was just coming off of it. You know that uh-huh. feeling where you're, yeah, right. But you passed the test. I'm assuming, kind of, right? Because he let. I you guess go. I passed the test, and then I refused the breathalyzer. Oh, you're allowed to. Apparently, really. <laughs> Well, this is a, something that my roommate had told me, and then the same roommate because, that got you into the <laughs> the happy ending. Place. <laughs> yeah, so apparently, I mean, it, it, it's like, and he's all this, you know, constitutional. I don't know BS thing. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, just never do the breathalyzer. I promise you, because once they have that, then you're screwed. Oh, interesting. So you could just say no, and then they're not allowed to do it. Right, but they can do like a blood test, I think, if they were, wanted to take you in. Oh, interesting, okay. but you were able to go. So, I mean, wh- do you are you like Julie where you kind of like listen to her episode and you're like, oh, like I could totally relate to her, maybe I have a problem. Do you think you have a problem? Do you know you have a problem? Like where, how old are you again? You're 25? I'm 25, so I kind of come go back and forth between kind of thinking if, you know, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I've... I've done the whole, I've gone to AA meetings, you know, I've mm-hmm. d- gone to AA meetings with my birth mom and by myself, um, things like that. And actually <clears throat> did this one-on-one thing with a, a guy who was kind of a counselor mm-hmm. um, for alcohol, but I just never, I don't know, I, it's hard to fathom being at a point where I'm never going to have a sip of alcohol again. Like I I kind of think that if I can just not ever go out to party, then I'll be fine. Right. I think, you know, with you, it's just like, I don't know. Like, you know, I haven't been able to touch this. I haven't been able to dig really deep with you because you had this whole story about the happy ending thing. (laughs) This is (laughs) so fucking good. But I would, you know, I think like, I I don't know because... I wonder to myself, like, what is underneath all of that? You know, are you somebody, because it's like one of two things, even with like the happy ending thing, you know, and the drinking is just, would be like, would just go along with this, you know, like either A, and the drinking wouldn't go along with this scenario, either A, you're just a girl that is, you know, comfortable sexually and wants to do this and wants to make money and it's totally fine, you know, and it's, it is what it is, you know, or B, you're somebody that maybe has some deep seated issues, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. why you sort of 
do these things, right? <clears throat> and that's mm -hmm. why you had lived this double life and got yourself involved in the things that you've gotten involved with, right? And alcohol right. and all that plays a part. Even if you're not drinking, you know, it's just a part of that whole sort of world of what's going on with you. You know, I don't right. know because I, even though I've talked to you, at, we're at like an hour and 12 minutes, like I haven't been able to get in there more because I asked you so many just I just like the details of that happy ending story <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but like no, for are. you when you were like you know talking because you said you talked to like a therapist and a, you know like do you have stuff like that you think maybe would be issues that you have like from maybe your childhood or whatever that you know is the reason why you drink to blackout or maybe that you were like sexually promiscuous as a way to make money like do you, do you ever put those things together or no I don't know. So I feel like on paper it would really look like that. I yeah. Mean, if you take me, you know, not having a dad and me being adopted and having all these issues with alcohol and drugs or whatever. Um, well, you don't have the issues your parents did, right? Uh -huh. Well, yeah, yeah, they did. You know, biology <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, it may look like that, but at the same time, I kind of think I, I don't know what that particular thing might actually be. Right. Um, but I do know, like you know, the things that I do are destructive and, you know, I've hurt people, you know, from my drinking and that's the point where I'm like, okay, well, maybe I needed to make a change because it hurt this person or I did this thing that I didn't want to do. Um, but I mean, I don't how know do you exactly hurt people this. when you're drinking? Well, when I would go out, you know, when I had my boyfriend and I would go out, I would come back and be kind of mean, um, kind of bitchy, just because when we would go through issues, that's kind of what I would just wanted to do. I wanted to get out of the house because he was sitting in the house all day and I just wanted to get out and have fun. And I would come back just resenting and angry and just be really mean. Right. But you don't you don't see the fact of like what you did, like, I mean, and and about like, you know, that this the the uh fucking hand job thing you know that whole thing as being also sort of like mean to do to somebody right uh, that it is mean it is mean um being that deceitful um for so long but you know and maybe that's something i kind of have stored in the back burner that kind of comes out in that way. Yeah, I feel like there's um, like a little bit of, a, like you said it yourself, like a little bit of a car compartmentalizing, you know, um, and right. maybe like a part, like, but I don't know. I don't know that this is a definite thing, but it could be that like you're a little cut off, you know, sometimes there's like a plug missing and if like we have stuff when we're really young or whatever, like that's so hard to deal with, like we sort of, we were able to like very much detach ourselves. And I think like sometimes, and this is totally made up in my own mind. And this is just what I think. And no therapist, I don't know that's fucking right. I always <laughs> say I give unprofessional advice, but I always tend to think that I was a blackout drinker because it was like the, I had learned early on how to sort of check out, you know, and detach myself from myself, you know, and because that's right. really what blacking out is, you know, um, right. and I was very cut off from certain feelings and, you know, and certain things that I did um, while I was a drinker and I wasn't a drinker every single day. It wasn't about that, you know, and it was only until I really completely gave up alcohol and stayed sober for a very long time that I started to like plug myself in and now I have a wine 
range of emotions and I'm very attached to them and I go there in two seconds, you know, and I feel everything. But I, I never did before when I was drinking. I was much more able to compartmentalize. I was much more able to be mean and be hurtful to people. Like I just, right. it took me a long time to feel things. Sometimes I wouldn't feel things at all, you know, that I should feel, you know. Sometimes feelings suck. Well, that's <laughs> but, what, yeah, you know? that's what, well, that's the whole, that's yeah. the whole point of drinking right. and checking out, you know what I mean? Because right. it's like all about like, you know, any other feeling than good is not comfortable Mm -hmm. anger is okay right or being mean but like all the other vulnerable stuff that's underneath you know is the stuff that you're afraid of because it feels terrible and it feels weak and it feels whatever you know but once you become like you're used to that it just feels normal and it is much better to feel feelings all of them because that's just the the way that you are and I used to explain to someone I'm sure I've said this on my podcast a million times like because one of my friends was like you used to be so much cooler and like stronger when before you drank you know before you had all these feelings you know (laughs) normal and you know why did you do that because now like you get upset about things and before like you didn't have to and I never get upset about things but I'm just like yeah but like the truth is that like when you give up really sort of being attached to like negative emotions and you say I'm not going to feel those things you don't feel positive emotions either and you don't even realize that you're not you know and so like now it's like yeah when something bad happens to me I feel really really bad and I feel that feeling but what also happens to me is when things are good like I experience that kind of feeling too so much more intensely because of it do you know what I mean so you give up one for the other it's just it's a fact it's super important, like what you just said. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it in the big spectrum of things, yeah. if you're just going through your whole life, like drinking and not feeling like what's really the point? At that? Yeah, you don't feel the good yeah. either. You don't, yeah. you know, I remember seeing it. I get that. Yeah, I remember seeing a Metallica documentary about and the the lead singer, I think I said this too on one of the episodes, said like he being sober went from like, be, you know, being on volume three to being on volume 10, you know, and that's true. <laughs> the good, the bad and the ugly, but the good is what's the most important. And I swear to you that when you don't feel the bad and you give that up and you are sort of detached, you don't feel happiness either as much or love or any of those things you know and uh they it, it, so it's it is a give and take and it's just like what kind of price are you willing to pay to not sort of feel the bad stuff you know I think it's too much of a price to pay because I've lived both lives and I think it's like 10,000 times better being somebody that experiences them all you know and being yeah. sober listen people I'm not anti-drinking I'm not anti-partying I'm not anti-drugs you know I'm just, you know, I just think certain people, you know, that have like hardcore issues and stuff that they need to sort of face and tackle, you know, that maybe is keeping them from being like all who they could be. It's just like that stuff doesn't really help. And that kind of person does much better to be sober for a certain amount of time to sort of figure themselves out because it's much, it's just, it's quicker, you know, to do it. But, you know, I I like, I always feel for people your age when they call because I don't know that I could have ever done it when I was that young. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I do think that, you know, just the fact that you think that you may have a problem that you listen to these other people's episodes and you you know and you have it in your family and the stuff that you've said and and I do think that there's a correlation with what you do for a living with these men with that that I don't know like you know 
that I would hope that at some point in your life, you do get really cleaned up and sober. And uh, because you seem like really smart already. Do you know what I mean? That does just <laughs> only take you even farther yeah. in your life. And like, you know, thank God you live in a city and you're not going to wind up like your father right. killing somebody, drinking and driving, you know? Yeah. But well, when you're the, blacking the fact- out, things could happen to you. Yeah, that's true. What were you going to say? I mean, the, the part that- of me. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say a fucked up part of me thinks that, you know, at least, and I do think I'll get there. I actually really do. But I think I'm kind of glad it's, it's right now that it's my life that's kind of in shambles as a mess because at least, you know, I don't have family and kids that I really don't have a lot, a lot to lose. I mean, right. uh-huh. you know, here and there, but uh, I'm glad that this will be part of my journey, I guess. Right, when you're really young, right? right? Right. Because listen, I see people my age and I'm in my 40s now that like they're still that way or they're like that way now. You know what I mean? And I, it's like I would have rather been that way in my 20s now at bars because this is like, you know, than in my 50s doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do have a lot more to lose. You don't have like yet your big career, your family. You know what I mean? You're still in school. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe when that, that will be the reason why you eventually have have to quit because when you do have a lot more stakes you know right maybe that will be the thing that makes you sort of uh think like maybe you shouldn't do that because you know now you're getting arrested you're doing these things like you know if you start once you have a career going or you have kids like you know that kind of stuff can't if that stuff happens it it there's worse there's just more consequences you know it's a trickle down effect and you might feel a little bit more embarrassed about this thing yeah i I would think so yeah it's less acceptable you know there's a lot you you get away with a lot when you're like 25 and hot and young and you called yourself whitish what the fuck this is my last question what the fuck does whitish mean in your email you're like i'm 25 i'm whitish like what the fuck does whitish mean i don't remember yeah. I don't know why I said that. You said that. Like, were you drunk when you were in your email? You said me white-ish. What does that mean? I'm white. Well, I mean, I'm half and I'm half um, Latina, half uh, white. Okay, so you're white-ish. Okay, I'm white-ish. <laughs> right, and the Latino part of you gives you that good ass. Right, so you're white-ish. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, you said you're white-ish. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Hannah. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you really just wanted to talk about the drinking thing. I think that the whole hand job thing was like so fascinating. Oh yeah. no, I like talking about that too because I don't get to. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> because you, I mean, who knows? You see you and your boyfriend, and that's it, right? I mean, yeah. nobody else and those guys. <laughs> so yeah, it was like so interesting. And you know, I wish you all the luck with like the blacking out and stuff. And like, and if anything goes down anytime soon, and you want to come back on and like really talk about that, I always love talking to people, especially women, because I could really relate. You know, like that's like my yeah. thing because I've been there, mm-hmm. done that, you know, and I understand. Um, but I think it's like great that you're out of that relationship, you know, and you're starting a new chapter. And I hope that when, yeah. you know, you get more serious about your life and a little bit older that eventually you do. You know, it's good that you check in and out every now and then and you are thinking about quitting. And I hope that one day that sticks for you and, yeah. you know, and you work it out. But keep me posted. As I will anything you know just don't run over our family or anything just good I'm glad you're not <laughs> driving just be careful Horrible. okay <laughs> all right I will thanks for calling Take in care, Hannah bye. bye 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 
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.